This is the podcast for March 12th, 2010. It's the Jeff Glass and Blue Gal Podcast. I have an actual castle cat here, oh, lacing in and out between my legs. Uh, yes, this cat has more internet savvy than most people I know. Oh, so yes, so and one of these days I will get pictures of her doing her thing and rolling around and laying in the sun and put them online. And I'm at that point, I'll make a fortune. That that'll be my that'll be my next thing. I, I think kitties on the internet is going to be big. You could you could write that down, Blue Gal. <laughs> I have come to the conclusion that. Perhaps the left behind people are right, and we are living in the end times. Mm-hmm. I I thought of that yesterday when Eric Massa was on Glenn Beck. By the way, we're recording this Wednesday night. Yes, we are. Late. Late. And, Late. Uh, Stephen Colbert just tweeted that Eric Massa was so crazy on Glenn Beck's show that Fox gave him his own show. I remember remember thinking at the time that this really did seem like his audition. He seemed very... um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, each one has to out-crazy the next. Exactly, exactly. And who's that guy from uh, who used to be Clinton's media guy? And got caught with the toe sucking and the prostitute. Oh, Dick Morris. This guy seemed very Dick, Dick Morris. Morris. He yeah. Seemed, he yeah. seemed very um, that slithery. Kind. Yeah, you know, smarmy. And yes. Yeah. Yes. In that kind see him of way. sitting at a sweaty bar waiting for Rick Blaine to show mm-hmm. up. You know, yes, Mister Rick. Yes, we can do business. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes. Talking about the black bird. Yes. Mm. Yes. So I'm mixing my Bogart movies up here. You but are, but that's okay. <laughs> you throw Sydney Greenstreet into a movie with Humphrey Bogart, and I'm and you're there. You're set. You're set. I'm there yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, just yeah. all these things are kind of coming down. It, it's it's really as if the right wing knows that this is all of a sudden that this is going to pass, that this is going to happen, that the yeah healthcare healthcare that yeah that of some kind is going to pass, right. and that Nancy some crappy healthcare is going to pass. Pair, uh-huh. yeah. Well, or whatever, you know, the, yeah. there's going to be some regulation of the insurance industry. The tide has turned. Yep. And um, you're hearing less from the Senate Majority Leader and more and more and more from the Speaker of the House, and that's a sign that... Well, what, that, you know, what's the plan B? They threw all of their firepower into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens when it passes? Yeah. What happens when they fail? Exactly. Uh, you know, what's the next battle they're going to, you know, but, invent but, out of whole cloth? But the, but the thing is, it seems as though this vat of acid all of a sudden has a whole lot of baking soda thrown on it. <laughs> and so what you see is the, is the you know, the science project mm-hmm. volcano exploding. But what's really happening is the acid's being neutralized. Yeah. And... The acid knows that, but it's going to blow up real good, you know? Uh-huh. I was just looking at, I mean, first of all, Carl Rove's book comes out, and there's yeah. pushback on that, much more than, than I would have expected a couple of years ago, even yeah. a year ago. There's actual pushback. There's actual pushback against Liz Cheney this week. 
I heard. I was I was pleasantly surprised. It occurred to me too that both in terms of Eric Massa and in terms of Liz Cheney, what's happening there is there's an attack on the <clears throat> inside the Beltway Salt Lake. Yeah. And the the inside the Beltway people don't like it when you <laughs> when no. you mess with no. the Salt Lake and and those attorneys that she's now McCarthy, you know, that yeah. she went after. Are they are the ones that grease the wheels in that town a lot of the time, you know, in terms of yeah. just getting things done. And Eric Massa, on the other hand, you know, this guy, this guy hadn't hadn't been in the candy store before. I think is the problem, you know. Oh <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden he's surrounded by he's, flirty well, men. He's you know he got he got his golden ticket to the chocolate factory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I can I can just indulge myself as much as yeah, I want. And yeah. And I'm whenever I, have, I want. I have the ultimate. Inside the Beltway aphrodisiac power uh-huh. in an elected office, yep. and so you know, yeah, he can tickle anyone he likes. Yeah, something snapped. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his tickle me Elmo thing just well, snapped and, right and, off. Yeah, yeah, and Decap has a wonderful uh, Photoshop of that of tickle me Eric. It's very well done. The the Elmo doll in the box, and it's Eric Mass's face. You'll have to I, see. I think he's yeah, he's a one off. He's a yeah. he's a anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am less. Um, I'm less long-term sanguine about people like Liz Cheney. Yeah. It, because like, I think I have my ages correctly, like medieval priests, mm-hmm. you know, there was this there was this weird relationship between the Vatican and the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the priesthood were always out there pushing the limits. Yeah. You know, sort of the, the, the loud, on-the-ground, rabble-rousing priests were the ones who would invent, you know, stories about um, Jews... You know, killing children mm-hmm. and you know making blood sacrifices, yes, and, and right. of course the Pope would disavow this because mm-hmm. it was bad for business. But within about two generations, the rabble priests who had pushed the limits had become the establishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, what I think you see is you just see a constant testing of what the limits are on the part of the right. And they found out, and the limits are always temporary because they push. It's like a shark; mm-hmm. it pushes against you, it nudges you a couple of times to size you up, and then it sinks its teeth into you. And the right always has sort of the um, outliers, the ones who are testing the limits on what's acceptable. You know, how far can we push this outright fascism in this country? And they they butt up against things, and they sort of back off a little bit. But within six months, somebody's going to be, you know, doing what Liz Cheney's doing now. Um, Ann Coulter used to be the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ann Coulter used to be considered, you know, the most outrageous yeah. lunatic mm-hmm. on earth, and then she became passe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was, you know, outscrewed up crazy by Michelle Malkin, yes. mm-hmm. who was outscrewed up crazy by Glenn Beck, mm-hmm. who will be outscrewed up crazy by somebody else. But it's mm-hmm. always trending in the same direction. Mm-hmm. It's always trending in the direction of. Let's get rid of this pesky government and this pesky constitution mm-hmm. and just go right by, you know, divine right of kings. Have you heard of the book uh, Velvet Elvis? I uh, have not. There's this wonderful book I've read called Velvet Elvis, and it's it's a church-related book. Um, obviously, by the title, you can just tell. Obviously, you can tell it's yeah. about the Reformation, can't you? <laughs> As the Velveteen Rabbit is about the is about the rapture. Yeah. It's really, it's really about the rapture. It's so about, the it's by it's by this guy named Rob Bell, who's a young, rather well. I, I don't want to paint paint him into a corner, but uh, conservative evangelicals consider him a radical leftist. Uh, Let's put it that way. He's written this book called Velvet Elvis. So, so he's a Presbyterian. Yeah, he, I think he's a United Methodist, but same thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And he um, 
It's called Repainting the Christian Faith. That's the subtitle. Okay. He do, he um, talks about this velvet Elvis painting he has, and it's perfect. It's a perfect Elvis when he was he was in the white pantsuit, but he was fit, right? You know, before he discovered fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, before it all went and bad. When he went, he was in Hawaii and tanned, and you know, had the had the hair and so on. Before so before Nixon, pre Nixon, yeah, yeah, little pre, little bit before Nixon, it painted on velvet, and it's signed. R, the letter R, as if no well, other no other artist named R would ever you know this this is this is so defining this painting is just so defining that no one ever needs to paint another painting again because uh-huh. R is <laughs> has painted R has done it has done it you know uh-huh. and he said this is how and, and I'm relating this to what you said about conservatism too this is how some Christians believe christianity is is that you know this is what the church says this is the way it has to be we can't change anything so in terms of things like gay marriage in terms of things like euthanasia in terms of things like abortion in terms of things like all Mm -hmm. kinds of things like no no this is written you know stone forever this is the word of god god wrote the bible god wrote the constitution god wrote sarah palin's speech on her (laughs) hand god wrote an awful lot of stuff yeah God wrote whatever was on Sarah Palin's hand, yeah. and you know, and this is this is it, and it's law, and you can't change it. And this guy Rob Bell is pointing out, wait a minute, Luther totally revolutionized <laughs> the church. <laughs> yes, he did. Totally. <clears throat> well, he did a lot of bad things too. Yeah. His most famous work was were his theses. Yeah. And getting the German Bible, the Bible translated into German. Yes. His second most famous book, mm-hmm. the one that nobody talks about. Was about killing Jews? On the Jews and their lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anti-Semitism got baked into the Christian cake with Martin Luther. And we are living in the end times. Here we, here we are in, in 2010, mm-hmm. and we're seeing things like Tom DeLay saying, <clears throat> well, you know, the longer you have unemployment benefits, the more those people who love unemployment will stay unemployed. <laughs> of course. And... Sarah Palin saying, I went across the border to have health care in Canada when she's talked about death panels for a year, you yes. know. And Rush Limbaugh saying if we pass health care reform in the United States, he will move to Costa Rica, which is a country with health care for all anyway. <laughs> and then I guess they, you know, it took it took Media Matters a day to find 15 out and out lies in Karl Rove's book. Yeah, that, um, that's, and that was just in the forward. That was just yeah, in the that blur. Was, that was a day. Yeah, that was, that was just like, you know. We're no, that, was the, that was just a dedication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and then now uh, this week's co- cover of Time Magazine has an article listed by Newt Gingrich on Roadmap to Bipartisanship in which he just says, well, the Republicans can basically do whatever we want because if we have ideas uh, – at, at whatever meetings we have with Obama, then we're engaging in bipartisanship. And if we vote against big spending, big government for health care, the American mm-hmm. people are 100 percent behind us. Yeah. And that's, that's his roadmap true. to bipartisanship. That's yeah. it. A, that's not true. And B, <laughs> it, is, it is self-negating in terms of what it, he's defining what he's it as. Complaining, yeah. What he's purporting to write about. Yes, it's just. It, well, it's, it's nonsense. And it's, it, not, well, it's, it's that. It's that. 
vinegar and baking soda. It's truth. Let's put some truth on that. Oh, no, it'll explode. Yes, it will. And you won't be an acid anymore, you know. (laughs) So it just, but I think that's what happened. We're seeing a lot of explosions, not literal explosions, fortunately, but um, I think the I think the right wing is kind of blowing up this week. And oh, uh, oh. yeah, they're 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 losing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There there was I, I can't think of the name. I think it was uh, Rocky O'Banion. Uh, getting back to something we talked about um, about language. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's this wonderful little Twilight Zone episode, the new Twilight Zone, not the new new Twilight Zone, but the new Twilight Zone. And it's about this guy who slowly, the people in the world around him start using language in ways he cannot understand. Mm. And I think it was, it might have been something like talk like a dinosaur, but I, don't, I think I'm misremembering it. I'll look it up uh, one of these fine days. But it was a sweet little story about a guy who's reading, you know, he's, he's having a conversation. And people start using, um, you know, words completely inappropriately. Like, did you see the dinosaur last night? No, the lunchbox, really? And yeah, the lunchbox in the tree went by the whistle that the dog did. Wow. And they all understand. And it happens gradually over the course of time. And he starts desperately trying to make people understand that he can't understand them. And, of course, they can't understand him. Mm-hmm. And and it, it happens for no reason at all. There's, it's, it's one of those sort of lovely little Twilight Zone episodes where uh-huh. there's no explanation for why this happens. It just starts happening that... And in the end of the at the end of the episode, you, you see him sitting by his child's bed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm recalling this from like 20 years ago. Yeah. But you see him sitting by his child's bed, going through his kid's first grade reader, uh, having to relearn language all over again wow. because the definitions of things are changing all around him, and everybody knows it but him. Yeah. And sometimes it really does feel that way. Yep. Yep. It feels like what the hell are you talking about? What you just said, you know, the words coming out of your mouth. Make no sense yeah, at all. Exactly, exactly. I understand the definition of each one of those words, but in a sentence, they are absolutely nonsensical. Why isn't someone coming up to you and hitting you in the head with a board? Mm-hmm. Why is why why or are at you at least taking away the microphone and saying, "Excuse me, you must you must go now." Well, and the answer to that is, I paid for that microphone. Yeah, exactly. It's the old Reagan answer. Yeah, yeah. I paid for the I microphone. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, and he can. And and really, it has mm-hmm. become a case of of money. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my my uh, my mother, whose birthday it is today, by the way. Oh my goodness. Yes, it's it's Drift Class's mom's birthday, and Happy she's the birthday Drifty's mom. She's a, she's an awesome mom. She's a, she's a really really awesome mom. And I learned all my swearing and politics from her. <laughs> lucky, I'm very lucky to have her as my mom. But we were having, and we have political conversations. She stops by the castle from time to time, or I visit her, and we talk about politics. And we were sort of sifting through. You know, why do people do these horrible things? Um, why do, why does Newt Gingrich go on and say these horribly, horribly um, untruthful things? Why do people believe these things? You know, it's sort of what's the common thread among all of the all of the bullshit that you see on television, the the cowardice on the part of the media? What does it all have in common? And the answer is really simple: it's money. Mm-hmm. It really is sadly that simple. It is there's more money to be made screwing American people than helping American people. There's a lot more money in lying to bigots that it's okay to be a bigot and telling them to their face that they're wrong. And when it comes right down to it, more people than I would ever care to admit base their decision making, their decision around what will go to, what will pay my mortgage. 
not yep. what's the right thing. And we are becoming a society where that decision-making process has become normalized. Yeah. People look at you crazy like you're nuts if you take a stand on principle because, well, you know, how are you making a, a buck off of this deal? What's your angle? Yep. What's your, you know, no, I have no angle. It's, it's bad for the country if we do this. And well, and again, even, even the, the lowest paid people, you know, it, it's not just a problem with the rich because the number of people in my school district who shop at Walmart every day or every week and know they're doing something wrong, know they're hurting the economy, know they're hurting the labor unions, know they're hurting the world in they, terms of Chinese slave labor. But it's cheap. But it's cheap. It's cheap. But it's cheap. And, they, and, and I get the impression they think that what they believe is that everyone else is doing it. Yeah. yeah. So that if everyone else is doing it and you're not, you're a chump. Yeah. yeah. You know what they say about if you look around the poker table yeah. and you can't find the sucker, you're, you're the it. sucker? Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone is so afraid of being the chump. Everyone's so afraid of being sincere. Yeah. Everyone's so afraid of taking a, a principled stand because nobody will be there to back them up. They don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll tell you a quick story if you don't mind, Blue Gal. Go right ahead. Um, it's, it, it breaks my heart when I, I tell this story. It's absolutely true. Um, I uh, occasionally do volunteer work <coughs> uh, at local high schools. And so I went to a local high school, and I was sort of the grown-up there for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I, I talked to groups of people, and I talked to um, kids and so forth. And this happened shortly after September 11th. Mm. I talked to a group of young men who were probably 14, 15, 16 years old, maybe a little bit older. And, of course, the first thing I wanted to know has was, had I ever been to a strip club? Because, <laughs> you know, men are the same throughout all time and space. Yes. yes. And, and the answer was, I'm not going to answer that question. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You know, the, the short answer is, yes, I have. The long answer is, you Never know, mind. grow up and go yeah. yourself. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. That's my promise. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm not going to elaborate either. Um, but then it came, the question came up among these, these sort of, these relatively bright young men. Why do you think those firemen ran into that, those buildings hmm. on September 11th? And they said, oh, cause they, they thought they were going to be famous. Oh my gosh. They thought they would be celebrities and they'd get rich. Oh my gosh. And I, and, and this was, this was the consensus opinion of an inner city high school. Wow. Right after America's worst disaster. Why did people sacrifice themselves? It wasn't for their neighbors. It wasn't for their friends. It wasn't for it wasn't the good of America. It wasn't because it was their job. Because it was their job. Or they had yeah. chosen that job because yeah. they were self-sacrificing right. or anything. Right. It's because they wanted to get on TV. Wow. They wanted to be famous. And that story is absolutely true. And it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Because these are still impressionable young men mm-hmm. who have come to believe in their short life that the only reason anybody does anything is to make yeah, a buck to get or to be famous, mm-hmm. to get laid, to yeah. be famous, or to get on uh, or or to make a buck. That's mm-hmm. the only motivation anybody has. And anything else is is you're fronting or you're lying or you're stupid. Now multiply that by millions, and that's yeah. the America we live in now. Yeah, yeah. And it's tragic. It really is tragic because it is not true. Let me say it for the record. It is not true that people have always been motivated by nothing but their own selfish, greedy gain. Mm -hmm. It is part of a larger agenda. You know, this is the Hobbesian end of days, as Mm -hmm. as you started off saying. This is the this is the war of the war of all against all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when when everyone's pitted against everyone else. Um, What I saw um, George Will do last Sunday, 
George Will was mocking something about, you know, healthcare and he thinks, you know, he thinks that liberals think that Americans are too stupid to figure out their own good in the marketplace and what choices they should make. And there was nobody on the panel who could say, no, George, what I think is this is typical conservative bull. Mm -hmm. This is the conservative, see, as a conservative, what you believe, what you want people to believe is that a billion dollar insurance company with unlimited lobbyists, unlimited lawyers, unlimited resources versus a consumer is a fair fight. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and that, and that if the consumer loses in that battle he's because stupid. they don't have access, that he that, that he deserves to lose. Yeah. And yeah. I, as a liberal, happen to believe there should be an intermediary. Mm -hmm. that there should be somebody on the consumer side, somebody on the citizen side in that equation. That should be the because, law. That should be the, that yeah. should be your government. Yeah. The person you know, you should only have government powerful enough to keep businesses from their worst instincts. Yep. And the worst instincts are to screw you. And so as long as people like George Will can continue to pretend that a billion dollar corporation versus an individual citizen who let's you know a single mom mm -hmm. raising a couple of kids uh, an, an older person retiring mm -hmm. um, who has 20 other things to worry about right. reading their 30 page credit card statement for mm -hmm. example mm -hmm. or reading their 500 page mortgage yep and, and their and their insurance policy that if you go to the you know 55th page and understand legalese, you'll realize that everything is being negated by that last paragraph. Exactly. That we'll, if you we'll decide it, whether we cover you when you get sick. Is in there. Yeah. Is it? Yes. It's absolutely in there. In and your this contract. Is, and this is very Old Testament. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. This is very much, you know, if you don't, if you, if you simply make all of the proper sacrifices and follow all the rules perfectly, then you will be saved. Leviticus, but if you, yeah. That's Leviticus. Yeah. And if you screw up even one, then you deserve to perish. You should go to hell, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Except now the laws are being made by people. Yeah, yeah. And there are whole organizations, there, there, there's called Madison Avenue, who spend hundreds of billions of dollars every year to, to drill into your skull and figure out what motivates you yeah. and trick you and and lure you and coax you and con you into buying something. Mm -hmm. Well, that's their job, but that is simply not a fair fight. Mm -hmm. Same thing with mm -hmm. corporations yeah. pouring money into advertising, into, yeah. into politics. Um, it is simply not the case that if I have my own television studio and you have a, a corner, you know, soapbox on the corner, that's a fair fight. Yes, exactly. we both have oh, speech, speech, but speech. I'm, that's it. Yes, exactly. But I'm going to win. And what George Will and people and conservatives like him want is to say, there should be no intermediary. It should be you alone in the marketplace versus multi-billion-dollar corporations. Mm -hmm. And if and you that's lose, fair. and they're people too, so yeah. they can be protected by the Supreme Court, and so can you. And that that's fair. Yes. And if you end up on the uh, and if you end up losing, it's because you're a, a weak or stupid or you have bad character and you deserve to lose. Yeah. But that is a fair fight, and that is such a lie. It that's is such an absolute mm -hmm. lie. And that, but that lie that we are all alone in the world. That, that it's, it's the war of all against all, that the only thing They're that motivates anyone else yeah. is, you know, the only thing that motivates anyone is, is fear and greed. Yep. And that if you're not, if you're not screwing the guy next to you, you're a chump because mm -hmm. he's going to do it to you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that is, that is the fundamental moral breakdown of this country. And it's, I don't know how you stop it. Except well, let's, let's switch from Old Testament to uh, new, <laughs> to the new. Or, or beyond to Buddhism. And, and oh my! I'm going to get whipped. Let's <laughs> we'll stop in the middle, as you were saying, the end of days. Yeah, just for I'll just a put minute. in a plug. I'll just put in a plug for COBOL programmers. Oh! Every COBOL programmer knows that the world ended on December 31st, 1999. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, it did. And everything after that has all has all been the devil's illusion. See? So, yeah. Thank you, Y2K did destroy the world, and COBOL programmers know it. They know it. So let's move on to Buddhism, shall well, we? There, no, I, not just briefly. Just the idea of people being afraid of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. I was reading something the other day about one of the reasons people don't achieve enlightenment is because they're afraid they'll lose their identity. And yeah. the person who was writing this was not the Dalai Lama, but might as well have been. Said, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, all these things that we identify ourselves with, whether it's salary or. Wealth or, you know, house, what you own, what you have, and so forth and so on. And even even where you give away money is, you know, a part of your identity. It is. So. It is. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not a good enough person to want to give up to, to dissolve my ego. Yeah. No, I I'm agree. I'm not there yet at all. But I will agree that eerily, speaking of technology and religion, mm-hmm. The first rule of Buddhism is also the first rule of um, Cobol programming of uh, email. Oh, all suffering comes from attachments, Blue Gal. Yes, yes, yeah. thank yes, you. yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm here all thank week. He's here all week. Try the veal. Uh huh. But it is. There is a certain sense of you know, you're going to have to annihilate your ego to achieve enlightenment, mm-hmm. and you know. But I, I, I don't like, know why I toss that in there. It just it. It's. I think it's important to remember when when we want to tear our hair out yes. to achieve, a, try to achieve a little bit of you know, deep breath. Meditation might help. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's there's a lot there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that you know we do live in the material world, mm-hmm. and the material world has a history to it, and the history has one has been generally one of upwards struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has not remained static. Things have gotten, if you, in a lot of ways, measurably better mm-hmm. um, over the course of thousands of years. And I, I think that it is worth struggling in the material world to make the world we have and we know better. That's our job, yeah. It is. That's why we're here. And it might all be futile. It might all be a rigged game. In the end, we all wake up and it's all been a, a big hoot and a big laugh on the part of enlightened beings, and it was all any struggle. At but the, the object try. of the exorcist, the object is trying. Yep. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the purpose of existence is to try really hard to love your fellow man. <laughs> and oh, to make the, there you go. I know. And We're woman. Back to New Testament again. Especially women. I oh. and, and to make the world a marginally better place as, <laughs> as best you can. Now, the problem is, of course, that, you know, what you believe the world, a better place should be yeah. guides your actions. So mm-hmm. if you are an end time believer, and believe in the rapture and, yeah. and the second coming, then you believe a, a, a holy war that wipes out life on earth is a very good thing. And and you've hired someone to take care of your pets. Did you hear about that? There's no. someone who's willing to t- <laughs> sign a contract <laughs> to take care of your pets when the rapture comes. Your, and your post-rapture dog walk yeah. needs. So yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. My post today about Carl uh, Rove. Mm-hmm. You know, if Rove and his revisionist crap is not stopped, like Nixon's rehabilitation was stopped, mm-hmm. you know, ten years from now, <laughs> they'll be heroes. Yep. Because as as you know, I mean, New Gingrich left office discredited, disgraced, and humiliated. Yep. And now he is the shining light, the wise old man, the the sober, intelligent voice of the right. And uh, that's you know, just got to stop. It's just got to stop. And, you, and, and it's a trend you have to turn. It's not stopping one person. It's actually shifting an entire 
cultural trend around, which is a little bit harder. Yeah. So, and you can use all this if you want to there, Blue Gal. <laughs> I, I may very well use at least a little bit of it, yeah. We want to take a moment and thank all of the people who are contributing to our ongoing fundraisers. We are going to just keep fundraising at this podcast because it yeah. does cost us money. It does. And, uh, and it's work. And... We now have a website for our listeners. Yeah, this might sound like fun, but it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> it it's horribly, it's horribly painful. It really it is. Don't tell fun. Whatever you do, don't tell, any, tell don't anybody. Don't tell anyone how much fun we're having on it's Skype. A lot of fun. Yes, it's yeah. a lot of fun. No, this is a lot of work. Painful. But physically it's, painful. It's it's a lot of, it well, it's not physically painful, it just eats up the eats up the moments. If you're um, not do you're not doing it right if it's not physically painful. That's <laughs> That's my Buddhist Don't theory. Don't go there. Okay. All right. All I right. was listening to Susie Bright. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the, pre- that's the premium channel. That's the premium. If I yeah. quote Susie Bright, that's the premium That's the premium channel. channel. She yeah. actually is. It's exciting, actually. She's this spring. Every episode of her uh, podcast on Audible, she's actually interviewing one of her listeners. Not me. Okay. <laughs> She's interviewing her listeners, one of her listeners, anonymously, about their sex lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would have to sit and think about that a lot. <laughs> well, and she's just very, you know, you know, you've, li- I know you've listened to Susie. She's yeah. Oh, yeah. Very upfront, and we'll just Susie say, is. So when, you know, when was the first time you tried anal? <laughs> you know, and you're just like, wait a minute. I'm trying it right now for the first time, Susie. <laughs> this is- Yes, that's why I got the courage to call you. Yeah. yeah. I thought, what would add to this experience? Oh, I know. Ring, ring. Hey, Susie. Guess what I'm doing now? Sounds like anal. That's right. Because <laughs> she, she's, you know, she's a sexpert. She's a sexpert. And well, she is. She's, she's, she's a, a very she's smart, a very good writer. Very smart, great writer. And uh. she, But she asked this woman something about uh, bartender slash dancer in New York City with lots of gay friends and lots of experience of uh-huh. different kinds. Okay, so I have to ask you one last question. Would you rather be tied up and and effed or spanked and spanked in something else? The answer was kind of like, I, I have to choose between those two. I think the Susie, I'd like to go with what's behind door number C, <laughs> where lovely Carol Merrill is in a ball gag and nine-inch heels. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, there was an adult sex game on television in the 60s called Let's Make a Deal. Let's Make a Deal that was yeah. about the kink. Yes, that had, <laughs> featured the lovely Carol Merrill, who I would imagine would be very tired after a few episodes. this is proof positive that. that when you discuss religion and Buddhism on Skype, it yeah. will inevitably turn to pornography. Well, you, have to, you have to wash your mouth out with something. <laughs> you know, I, Believe me, I, piety... Is is has its place, and I'm a. Uh, I'm, well, uh, every new technology goes in two directions: religion and porn. Those are the two. That absolutely does. From the printing press to the internet. That's. What were the first two things that were printed off on the the Bible? The Bible and porn. And porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. abs. And it's been you know that's been the driver. Yes, it has ever been. Yes. Uh huh. That's called economics, my friend. So our yeah. new website. This is this has no porn on it. It's. <laughs> It's <laughs> oh, a, por- a pornless <laughs> website. Well, that would get a lot of hits. How, yeah. How unique. Make sure you strap the, uh, the, the the stat counter on that really quick. Oh, catch really? all the traffic. A <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, non-porn website is DG for Drift Glass, BG for Blue Gal Podcast, 
www.blogspot.com. We have past episodes that you can listen to, a little player there so you can play ep- past episodes. Uh, we have more information about us and links to our blogs. If you are listening on iTunes and haven't seen our actual blogs before, we each have our own blog. We do. And uh, also a link to where you can email us, which is dgbgpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, and an opportunity to throw five bucks in the hat to thank us for all the for, the pod- <laughs> for all the podcasts for, for all the, the non porn podcast goodness for the yeah. no- porn porn and non porn podcast goodness that we've provided and we people. have gotten we've gotten some very very complimentary feedback some very nice contacts yes we have uh, and some... if if you email us at dgbgpodcast at gmail dot com we mm-hmm. reserve the right to use your email on the air. We do. We read it all. We, we respond to some of it. We mock all of it um, in, in a very loving way, in a very Buddhist it's a, it's loving always, way. It's always, get a load of this guy's uh-huh. transcendental. Yes. <laughs> We're pro-sex, pro-Buddha, pro-Jesus on this side. There you go. And we don't care who knows it. That's right. That's um, right. Well, this has been great. Yes, it has been, Blue Gal. The, the psychoanalytical egg timer has gone off. Play us out, Internet Kitty. <laughs> podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Driftglass Blue Gal Podcast.